0: This is episode 224 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist, with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know, if you're pregnant and want step-by-step guidance on how to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, how to prepare mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing, how to have your partner feel confident to support you during birth, and how to navigate a smoother postpartum recovery my Bump to Birth Method online program is available for you to join. It's three programs in one, covering pregnancy, birth prep, and postpartum recovery, plus you get lifetime access to the program content and bonuses. Bump to Birth Method is my on-demand, self-paced online program where you can learn from the comfort of your own home through video and audio lessons on how to best connect to your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy beyond traditional Kegels. Strategies to help common pregnancy pains and pelvic floor symptoms. My top strategies to prepare your mind, body, and pelvic floor for labor. How to best support you and your pelvic floor during pushing. Key strategies for your partner to support you during labor. And how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum. Bonuses include expert interviews, core and pelvic floor yoga class, three strength training workouts, hospital and home birth bag lists, meditation tracks for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery. Whether you're preparing for your first or fifth birth, if you're ready to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, feel fully prepared mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum recovery, then head to the show notes or go to bump to to see what other expecting moms have said about bump to birth and to enroll today. Welcome back to the To Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Anita here. If you're pregnant and want your partner to be ready to support you during birth, you will want to tune into today's episode. Maybe this is your first pregnancy, so you're both not really sure how to prepare or what's actually important for your partner to know. Maybe you've given birth before and you feel your partner wasn't as prepared as they needed to be last time and you want this time to be different. Here's the thing. Your partner can make a huge difference in how you feel about your birth experience. Your partner knows you better than anyone else who is going to be at your birth. Part of their role is to protect your space, to keep you in the zone when it comes to labor. And this goes a little bit more into the mental prep around birth, but essentially, them knowing more about labor and birth, what your preferences are and ways to support you can just really help you stay present and coping and grounding through each contraction. And if they know ways to support you ahead and you practice these strategies together, then it increases their confidence and increases yours too, which can lead to less stress going into labor and can actually help with your progress. I've had so many clients say to me after they've done all of their their labor prep before birth, that they're actually excited to give birth. And some people can't even imagine, how could you feel excited about giving birth? But the thing is, when you are fully mentally and physically prepared, and your partner is as well, then it allows you to go into labor and birth and just let go into that experience, and then use everything that you've learned in your preparation. So I'm gonna share some of the things your partner needs to know well before birth. I go through this in depth in my popular partner labor prep workshop, which is in my Bumped Birth Method online program, and also with my one-to-one prenatal physio clients and their partners. So, first, it is important for your partner to understand, you know, labor and birth in general, the stages of labor, about pushing, those are all really important. But also, how they can support you during all those different stages. And the thing is, you don't actually know what your body will want when you're in labor, but you can prepare for different ways that your partner can support you. So, for example, some people really like hands-on support during labor so like hip squeezes or sacral pressure so this is where your partner or your doula whoever is supporting you is putting pressure different spots around your pelvis during a contraction which can really help you cope through other people in labor do not want anyone within like two feet of them they don't want anyone actually touching them during labor So then it's key for your partner to understand how can they support you without hands-on techniques. And so I'm going to share a couple of those with you now, because these are really, really key. So if you're listening to this again with your partner, make sure they're writing this down. So one is to make sure you drink throughout labor. Dehydration can contribute to labor stalling or slowing down. So you know, figure out what do you enjoy drinking during pregnancy and then preparing to have that ready during labor. And so one key thing could be having them offer you something to drink every hour. You may end up sipping on it without even having to ask for it. Or if you really don't want to drink anything, you'll just kind of swipe it away. And this is more as you get into active labor, when your partner will know you're in active labor, when you're more focused on like during the actual contraction. And that's when you may not be as vocal in terms of asking questions or being involved with conversations at that point in labor. So having them offer you something, even when you don't ask, is really helpful to keep you hydrated. Another thing is going pee. So they should remind you every one to two hours to go pee. And if you have an epidural, you'll have a catheter in, so this will not be something um, that they'll need to do. But without an epidural, going, sitting on the toilet, you may not have the urge that you actually need to pee, but you'll be surprised when you sit on the toilet, often you will end up peeing. And that can be helpful because as you're staying hydrated, we also want to make sure we want to make sure the bladder is emptying so that the bladder isn't taking up space, um, that it doesn't need to. And then the third thing that they can do to support you without necessarily um, being hands-on is reminding you to change positions. So again, every half an hour to 60 minutes, it can be helpful to Move to change positions. And the thing is, when it comes to labor, we can get pretty stubborn. I've given birth twice. You can get stubborn in labor in terms of we often find a position we prefer. There's like nothing that's going to make you want to move. You just kind of get focused and you're like, I am going to stay here literally forever. This is the position. However, changing positions is helpful because we want to give space and use gravity and just move in different ways to give more space for baby to rotate and move through the birth canal through your pelvis. So changing positions is one of those ways we can do that. Now, if you're in labor, and this is why it's great for partners to know this, because if they're watching, you know, they're supporting you and watching you going through labor and you find a position you really like, if you don't want to change position a sneaky way to get you to move is to have you go pee because essentially wherever you are whatever position you're in walking to the bathroom sitting on the toilet walking back and then potentially going back into the exact same position technically that's a position change so just for partners to keep that in mind that if you the one giving birth doesn't want to change positions reminding you to go pee and that you could go back to the same position usually works pretty well. Other things they really need to know ahead and understand is induction. What is it? Different types of inductions being induced. What could that mean for your labor in terms of movement and different scenarios that can come into play when an induction is in the picture? Other things are labor positions and knowing for both medicated and unmedicated. So how I talk about uh, in Bump to Birth and with my physio clients is, you know, getting an idea initially, what are your preferences? Some people feel really strongly they want an unmedicated birth or some are like, sign me up for the epidural as soon as possible. And others are just not really sure. They're like, I will decide um, in labor. And regardless of those three scenarios, I always encourage people to um, know options in terms of labor positions and pushing positions for both, because you really will not know until you're in labor. And so many find it helps alleviate stress when they know options, and then they can decide in the event of birth, what feels best to them. So... Knowing different positions, labor positions, and pushing positions. There are options, whether with an epidural or not. It's not only the stereotypical position that you'll see in the movies and on TV of giving birth on your back. And if that's where you want to be, that's great. You should be supported in that. But the big thing, again, is knowing options and your partner knowing these too, because they may need to physically support you in different pushing positions, but also labor positions. And even going back to labor positions, something I go in depth about too in my program and with my clients is understanding about the peanut ball. The peanut ball, which is like a birth ball, but shaped like a peanut shell, can be a really effective way of accessing different labor and pushing positions More so with an epidural, when you're in bed and you can't get out of bed into other positions, the peanut ball is just like such a fantastic tool to be able to use. So even learning about those positions, your partner learning about them, checking with where you're planning to give birth. If they offer peanut balls, if you're having a doula at your birth, they may potentially be able to bring one. So again, it's all about understanding options and your partner knowing them as well. Other things are ways to help minimize tearing, because your partner may play a role in reminding your care provider or the nurse or anyone on the medical team of certain things that you would prefer when it comes to pushing, which could actually help minimize tearing. And then also understanding interventions. So, you know, when or why forceps or vacuum or cesarean would be recommended. And it helps both of you to know this, because again, it's going to be less surprising if it gets brought up and there'll be, you'll be able to ask questions and have those discussions ahead of time, even before birth, you know, knowing scenarios that these things may come up. So I highly recommend your partner understands that as well. Bringing that all together is your partner understanding your preferences I personally don't like to use the term birth plan. To me, that just feels really um, rigid. And you may have heard of people saying, "I made a birth plan and went it, you know, completely went out the window." And that's why I find birth preferences, which is very different. It's more looking at what, yeah, what are your preferences around atmosphere when it comes to labor. So. Getting you to then dive deeper and think more and, you know, discuss with your partner and your medical team before giving birth, like, how can I make my atmosphere in labor more cozy, more homey, like that is what is actually going to be helpful for you during labor. And this can be anywhere, right? Like your home is going to feel more like home. Um, but if you're at a birth center or at a hospital, again, that's not your place that you're used to being at. So what could you bring or do within that setting to make it feel more cozy? And that can go on your birth preferences. Different strategies that you may use to cope during labor. and labor positions, pushing positions, and also how I mentioned before, things you may want to do to help minimize tearing. So, All of these are considered your preferences in Bump to Birth and with my clients, I give them a one-page birth preference template and everyone says, oh my gosh, this is so helpful. It is just one page. There's like an example page and then a page that they can fill out. Because again, when you search online, like some people are finding these five-page birth plans, which... Don't get to the point across of what preferences should be. They should be specific. They should be things that are really important to you during birth. So I find a one page gets you to kind of point form, get very focused. It's great to have a document like that because it can open discussion with your partner, discussing it with your birth team, your medical team before you give birth, and then also having it with you during your birth. So your partner understanding your preferences is key and also how they can advocate for you to help with these preferences during labor and birth. And so an acronym that my clients find really helpful and their partners do too is something called BRAIN. And BRAIN stands for benefits, risks, alternatives, what does your intuition say or what if you do nothing or if you need more time. And I find this handy because when it comes to different um, recommendations or suggestions that come up during labor and birth, it may be hard to figure out what you want to ask. Intuitively, you might think like, I don't even know what this is or what this means or what the point of this is or what if I don't do it. You just may not have the words to, to know what to ask. So brain I find really helpful and again your partner can speak for you. So if you're moving through your contractions you're in your zone and someone on your birth team recommends something your partner can ask those questions for you and if they know your preferences they can also answer for you. So that's where this all kind of ties together is really having your partner understand what's important to you them being prepared and educated all about labor and pushing and interventions and different scenarios just really can help them support you um even when birth that's the thing right is birth doesn't always go as you kind of quote unquote planned but i've seen this over and over is that if you're prepared mentally and physically if you understand your options if you know what questions to ask and so you're making informed decision after informed decision throughout your birth then even if there are kind of twists and turns to it on the other side oftentimes people look back and go that was a that was a positive experience it wasn't necessarily what i pictured for my birth but because i made all of these informed choices and decisions which felt best for me and for baby and I felt supported throughout the whole experience, it was still a positive experience. As you can see from everything I've mentioned, your partner supporting you is a big deal and can really, really impact this day. So if you're pregnant and have given birth before, after listening to this episode, take a few minutes and just think about it. Did I feel fully supported by my partner last time? What helped? What didn't help? What did they not know enough about? And what do you want them to know about this time? And what would work best for both of you so that you're fully prepared mentally and physically for birth? And if you're expecting for the first time, after going through the different aspects of birth your partner can know about and why it's helpful, do you feel your partner is ready? To support you during labor, or are there pieces of what I've mentioned today, they don't know about that, or perhaps both of you haven't learned about enough yet. So just take that time today after listening to this episode, because if you're pregnant, you still have time, right? You still have time to learn about this before birth. And remember, birth is a physical and mental event, and it's a day you will not forget, you are the one who will be most impacted by your birth experience. So both of you being as prepared as you can, which includes knowing options and how to navigate if your birth experience takes a turn, this will help you have a more positive birth experience.